102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. Man, it's going to be a beautiful day today. Sunny, maybe some clouds, but that don't bother me nothing. High of 79. Tonight, clear low of 55. And then uh, for tomorrow, partly cloudy and high of 82. A surprisingly chilly 48 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Man, what a show today. Gary Rome's going to be here. I don't know if he's got cars for us, but we'll be talking about something. And there's other things, too. Just about 535 in Rock 102. GG Inks. Screen. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 in Rush with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Another nice day today. Sunny and a high of 77. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 80. It's 50 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Would you like to have dinner with Gwyneth Paltrow? Would I? Well, she's putting up the guest house at her home in Montecito, California on Airbnb, and it comes with Gwyneth Paltrow. That's right. If you rent the place out, you can have dinner with Gwyneth and her husband Brad Mm. in the wine room. And wow. You, and you even get to pick out your own bottle of wine. No kidding. Booking doesn't start until August 15th, and there's no word on the price, but it probably isn't cheap. Um, What day of the week is this going to be? Whatever day you want. The experience mm. also includes a spa day, guided transcendental... How do you say that? Transcendental. Transcendental meditation and, quote, valuable techniques and an abundance of goop products to continue your journey towards emotional health. Long after your stay. Oh, uh, the goop stuff for uh, the thing, uh, you know, her her downstairs. Yeah, all that stuff. All that stuff. I mean, you mentioned what's going on in this party, but uh, no Yahtzee, no Pictionary. That's I'm not, out. I. She would be like the last person I'd want to have dinner with. Yeah, she would not be uh, the first on my list. I mean, didn't wasn't she married to that guy from uh, um, what's his name, Chris? Uh, Chris Martin. Chris Martin. Yes. When she married, I mean, she obviously has bad taste in things. She's got terrible so, taste. So then uh, why would you want to sit down and talk to somebody like that for a couple hours? Plus, everything you've heard about uh, about her is not entirely complimentary. Like, she's kind of a jerk. That's just what I hear. Yeah, I, yeah it's all well, it's all uh, hearsay. I mean, I'm more than happy to yeah have her fight me on that one wasn't she she's also the child of famous actors too isn't she all the more reason yeah uh m- uh mortality strangely enough is the theme in the new barbie movie so maybe it's not so odd that people are choosing to be buried in pink barbie themed caskets the olivares funeral home in uh M- mexico is offering them as a way to for people to quote rest like barbie apparently they're catching on elsewhere in mexico as well they're as well as other Latin American countries like El Salvador. How much extra do you think you pay for a completely pink casket? I don't know. Probably uh, probably pay an extra grand or two for a casket All like right, that. That casket is going to be buried six feet under the ground. The only time anyone ever sees it is uh, at the wake and the funeral and when the body is exhumed to get DNA evidence of a, uh, for a crime scene. True. But uh, it looks good for the wake. You could just rent one. You should just rent one. And then you, you bury it in the cardboard box afterwards. 
Rentals are way to go. Yeah. I agree with that. You rent a casket. You can do that. They rent caskets uh, when you get cremated. Like, if you want to have a wake with your body showing first, you do that, and then they cremate you, and they uh, that casket's used for the next guy. I'd like gal. to be buried in some Tupperware. So you burp it right before you put me in oh, the ground. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like uh, the glad burp. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I-, I think you're onto something there. Uh, a Gen Z TikToker was shocked to learn that Push by Matchbox 20 was actually a real song before the Barbie movie came along. <laughs> she didn't even know who the match bo- who Matchbox 20 was. I guess, yeah. uh, you know, that was 90, 98, 7 or 98 that, that Matchbox 20 came out. So you probably... Yeah, I mean, but I don't know how you not hear one of their songs on the radio at some point. Well, your I mean, life. that doesn't mean you can identify what it is. Mm. There's lots of songs that, well, we know everything that we play. But it, let's say we we're at some other radio station. I guarantee I would, would have known 75% of what I was playing. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have known either. I don't know. See what I'm saying? Uh, the man who pulled his car out in front of Treat Williams' motorcycle has been charged with grossly negligent operation with death. Okay. Ryan M. Koss uh, voluntarily met with police where he was processed and released. He's due back in court on September 25th. Vermont State uh, Police say Williams died due of uh, severe trauma and blood loss when Koss made a left turn directly into the path of the bike and they collided. Williams was 71 years old. Jesus. Yeah. That's crazy. Not a good way to go. Uh, Let's see. Uh, A survey of 2,000 people uh, found that the American favorite TV family is the Adams Family from Wednesday, followed by the Simpsons at number two and the Brady Bunch at number three. What about, uh, I don't know. uh, What about the kids on eight is enough? They were a good family. A very good, a very good uh, choice there, Steve. About, I was thinking of some other uh, family, like say, like the Robinson family on uh, Lost in Space, or the Waltons. They used to the say, good, they used to say good night to each other. How do you? How many families say good night to each other throughout the? Good night, Bax. Good night, Steve. Good night, Marty. You know, and he, yeah. you know, and he, it just goes around and around. Good night, Dave. Huh? <laughs> right. So. Uh, the Wind Cries Mary by Jimmy Hendrix. Jimmy Hendrix. Uh, was reportedly inspired by a fight with a girlfriend over lumpy mashed potatoes. The woman said, quote, There were thrown plates and I ran off. When I came back the next day, he had written a song about me. It's incredibly flattering. And just 56 years after it was released. How about that? We finally find out what the... <laughs> That's... <laughs> yeah, Jimmy hasn't been answering questions in a while, but... Well, it's funny. It's like everybody thinks, oh, it must be like this psychedelic super meaning to it. No, I didn't like her mashed potatoes. They were lumpy. I think he, uh, an artist can get expired from all kinds of things, even Did, the mashed potatoes. Didn't he choke on his own vomit? No, it was actually somebody else's vomit. Oh, was it? It was his, though. Isn't that how he died? He choked A on mixture his of his and others. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but essentially, he choked on vomit. Vomit, yes. Yeah. So if he had smooth mashed potatoes that night... It might have gone down a little easier. Maybe he would have uh, been good with it. Lizzo is uh, being accused of mistreating her backup dancers, and that includes supposedly weight-shaming them. Three dancers who got their jobs through Lizzo's show, Watch Out for the Big Girls, are suing suing her for major damages due to their behavior. Two of the women were fired by Lizzo, and a third quit. Can you be sued for being 100% that bitch? 
It's bad bitch o'clock. Is yeah, that's what, what it I'm, is. That's yeah, what I'm thinking. yeah, that's that's where it's going. So she's in trouble. And Kim Kardashian upgraded her chunky French manicure with a 3D diamond. <laughs> she must have had something to say. Oh my god! The last time I had a chunky French anything was when Ray J hit me with a ball bag baguette in the. In the in the crotch crepe in that sex tape you can purchase on Uporn for thirty nine ninety five. Is it crepe or crepe? It's uh, either one's fine. Either one. It's rolled very tight. Yeah, and it's yeah, that's the problem. At you. That's the problem with these crepes. Yeah. And uh, Caitlin, well, you got to have the Dominicans rolling them. <laughs> you got to have real Cubans rolling. Yeah. Them. And uh, Caitlin, well, I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once had her sauce the rope. Uh, gave her. Or she gave me some regurgitatio. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I returned the favor with some cunning limp lis- limp lips <laughs> cunning limp lips lisp. <laughs> well done. Kind of makes it talk like that and it's hard to talk <laughs> out of your mouth like that. <laughs> the cunning limp lisp. You're right, right. And that's your Hollywood thrust of the zoo. Ray Maliotz are here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel power. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As most of you know, yesterday was the trading deadline in Major League Baseball. You had teams wheeling and dealing, swapping players for other players, moving players to different places, all under the notion that by making a trade, you are, in effect, increasing the productivity and effectiveness of your team. So what sort of blockbuster trades are the Boston Red Sox cooking up yesterday? Well, hold on to something firm, because when I tell you about the deal that general manager Kyle Bloom was able to wrangle, you will be stunned, just like I am. Yesterday, in an effort to inject all kinds of energy into the club, the Red Sox traded away right-handed minor league starter Bradley Blaylock to the Milwaukee Brewers. In exchange, the Red Sox will receive veteran infielder Luis Urias. Now, before you hurt yourself, let me tell you about the dynamic addition of this guy's formidable offensive production. You're looking at a powerhouse who not only has a 235 lifetime batting average, he's also been ripping things up this season with a batting average of 145. No wonder Kyan Bloom was so hot to get his mitts in this guy. Look at these numbers. In his 50 at-bats this season, Urias has banged out eight hits, five RBIs, all of which came in between 15 strikeouts so far this season. Sure, at 145, he might not be hitting his own body weight, but when I see numbers like that, I tend to think about the positives. For example, I'm pretty positive he can't possibly get worse. And in fact, he'll only be joining the team just 119 points behind the Red Sox team average. Perhaps this is why he'll also be assigned to play in Worcester first before bringing that big fat stick into the big leagues. Of course, on paper, a 145 batting average doesn't look that great, but I can assure you that a 145 batting average looks a whole lot worse in person. And this, my friends, was the best explosive blockbusting trade the Red Sox could put together. But don't you worry. I'm sure by the time this kid's ready to get called up to Fenway, he could be batting as high as 205. But that's going to take a lot of effort and double the determination. I know I'll have my fingers crossed because I got a real feeling about this one. But hey, and if I'm yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Breakfast goes outdoors with the Blackstone Outdoor Griddle from Rocky's. Bacon, eggs, all in a Blackstone. Steak and chicken, too. Griddle anything. 
on a Blackstone. Now 350 at the Rock and Rocky's Ace Hardware. Plus, you get a five-piece stainless steel griddle tool set, too, for free at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 614 and Blue Oyster Cult. The backs and Nagle and Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny today. Nice day. High of 77. Tomorrow was uh, sunny with a high of 80. It's 50 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, it'll be a nicer day if you won a $1.2 billion jackpot. You know, I feel so stupid. I didn't buy uh, any quick picks for uh, for last night's drawing. Could have been the winner. Could have been the winner because, mm-hmm. you know, you just, you just never know. I could have had all the numbers correct, but... Uh, as a result of me not playing, that's going to roll over to uh, $1.25 billion or a cash option of $625.3 million. Now, I could figure out a way to squeeze by with that. You squeeze by with it, but you're only getting about $300 million after it's all said and done. Yeah, you know, I've done the math. I've actually spent a lot of time with this. I use a calculator, a couple number two pencils, a scratch pad, and uh, I think I got it correct. That would be $300 million more than I have today. Uh, it would be because I don't even have even thing uh, anything really close to even a million, not even close. Really? Well, I mean, if you add up all the assets, no. Well, I mean, uh, all the years you've been working here, you haven't amassed uh, at least twenty million dollars. Well, I have to tell you, Steve, I was on a good start. I was on a hell of a roll for a while, then you know, a couple of hiccups along the way. But no, I'm not uh, anywhere close to a million or one point two five billion dollars well a big part of the lump sum prize comes i didn't even know this the federal reserve raising interest rates 11 times in 17 months Mm. so i don't but they don't explain why because you're you're gaining interest on the money or more people are just buying tickets because the interest rates are so high that (laughs) they have no other options right yeah i don't know i don't really know how that uh you know i'm not really uh, an economist so i couldn't tell you the specifics of that but you know the, the reality is um <clears throat> it's a ton of money and i would just uh i would just like to go on record that uh that uh, again if that happens yeah i'm every, walking out the door and never coming back every time these jackpots get up uh, pretty big i like to go on uh, this is why i'm broke Dot com. Yes. And it uh, shows you all the things you can buy with lots and lots of money. Mm-hmm. You got this uh, prefab backyard office shed. It's like, it looks like a little cube, and it's got uh, tinted windows on the front, and it's got air conditioning. It's basically like a little mini office outside in your backyard. Okay. I, I would buy one of those. $20,000. Oh, you've got that money. Ah, sure. How about the big book of 3D breasts? I would take that one. <laughs> These are it's all like stu- yeah. they show you a bunch of stuff that they actually, you know, you can actually buy um, you know, that book is only uh, $26.05. So you still got plenty of money left if you if you But I would buy a bunch of this crap off of here. Uh a cheese printer. So you put your slices of American cheese and it in prints it prints on the it, cheese. It prints a picture on the cheese. I like that idea. I actually do like that idea. How cool would that be? That's only $8.99. The cheese printer is a useful gadget that makes adding a nutritious component to fond memories as easy as one, two, brie. <laughs> <laughs> now you'll be able to conveniently transfer any digital image on your smartphone. 
directly to a savory slice of your favorite. I'm going to have to get this. Wouldn't you like to see a piece of cheese with our picture on it? Our uh, even the logo would be fine. I, You know, Gigi's really good with you know, what he does, but I don't think he does cheese printing. I don't think he does anything like that. Yeah. Anything uh, consumable. Uh, what a taco holder, a taco holder butt plug. That's a good one. <clears throat> so it holds the uh, it holds the it taco holds everything, on one end. Holds everything in place. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. Uh, who's eating tacos at a time like that? <laughs> well, you know, at a time like that, if someone were to randomly, you know, like serve them, yeah. You gonna say no to the tacos? Mm, no, I no, guess you're, not. You're probably I guess not. You're, if you're really hungry, hold on, honey. I'll be with you in a minute. I gotta finish these nachos. Uh, oh, a helicopter tiki bar for forty thousand dollars. You can have this in your backyard. That's cool. It's a helicopter, and it's all decor. You can't fly it though. It's just decorative. It's just very decorative. Hmm. Forty thousand dollars for a lawn ornament doesn't sound very like a good idea. You know, I uh, I just uh, did some quick math and and by that you know. With my math skills, I used a calculator, and I still don't know what it means. But if you took the cash option, okay, six hundred fifty-three million. Yeah. Uh, oh, excuse me, six hundred twenty-five point three million. And you uh, let's say you you did the annuity, and you got paid uh, you know every year for twenty years. Yeah. Winds up being you know thirty-one million dollars. Okay. Thirty-one point two million dollars. So if you divide that by fifty-two weeks, okay. Mm-hmm. You get a check for $601,250 per week. I would find that to be perfectly suitable. Even even with the taxes and everything else taken out of it, you know, if it winds up only I had it only to make $300,000 a week, I think I could do it. I, I think I could find a way. I think you could do it too. Yeah. And I could do it Far away from here yeah, and sleeping until like 9 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Why would you get up uh, so early in the morning? I would never do that. Ever. With, uh, with enough money, I would never see 3 a.m. ever again. Here's an ultra telephoto zoom lens. This thing looks like a like a bazooka, right? <laughs> get a serious upper body workout while capturing stunning photos with the help of the ultra telephoto zoom lens. Whether your intended object of interest is standing close by or happens to be a few miles away, this behemoth of a zoom lens will get the shot. Oh, that's not uh, concerning to anybody who's worried about stalkers or anything like that. Listen, it's uh, it's photography and surveillance all at the same time. But your average stalker probably hasn't uh, doesn't have twenty two thousand one hundred forty six dollars and seventeen cents to spend on that. Perhaps uh, geeky lingerie, yeah, lingerie that uh, has uh, Star Trek things on it and all mm -hmm. that stuff. A mini desktop cannon that actually fires cannonballs. How cool is that? That would be kind of cool. I could uh, fire that off to a few people. There's some really good stuff on here. I think... Uh, Did you know that for only $8.49 on this website, you can get a DIY vasectomy kit? Really? Yes. That would save me some money. Where is that one? Uh, <laughs> who has the money for luxury <laughs> services like high price in the in-hospital vasectomies? Keep it thrifty by performing this quick outpatient procedure in the comfort and privacy of your own home. Using this do-it-yourself vasectomy kit, inside you'll find everything you need to get snipping. What is in the kit? Well, uh, let me see here. I'll uh, go deep into this one. Uh, oh, you can also get this on Amazon. Uh, it includes... Uh, oh, I see it now. You got does not actually include... Uh, okay, uh... 
Yeah, there's a lot of it's things. A, it's a prank. It's a prank. You yeah. can't re- you can't actually perform this on yourself. I like this Air Fort inflatable tent. Did you see that? It's only fifty bucks. You build a kick-ass fort in mere seconds using this Air Fort inflatable tent, and you just use a regular fan that you have, box fan. Pretty good deal, actually. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Well, you know, listen. Uh, if you had the money, of course you'd do these kinds of things. Uh, denim thong underwear. Mm-hmm. That must not feel very good. And denim is underwear. That would uh, yeah, no, be a I, little uh, chafy, if you know what I'm saying. No, I do know what you're saying. Uh, I don't even know. Tic tac. Oh, a tic tac gun. You put the tic tac box on top of the gun and you fire it into somebody's mouth. I gotta get one of those too. That That's only sixteen forty nine. Realistic dog head mask. Uh, full face sunglasses. That looks cool too. That's like a just a giant uh, visor over your face. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's like futuristic. Huh. Well, see, and now I know what I would do if I won one point two billion dollars. Next drawings on Friday. All right, let's do it. It's uh, six twenty three with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 628, Nirvana with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Beautiful day today with a high of 77. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 80. It is 50 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, what, you want to laugh now? Yeah, why oh, not? Oh, yeah, 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 go right ahead. Right, let's let's, let's, uh, let's head into it. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. All right, so there's this gas station in Anderson, South Carolina. Okay. I, I've never been there before. I'm, I'm guessing it's a real place, right? Trying sure. to increase its sales, so the owner puts up a sign that says, Free sex with Philip. Well, Bubba pulls in, right? Fills right. his tank, and then he asks for his free sex. And the owner says, well, you got to pick a number between 1 to 10. And if you guess correctly, you'll get your free sex. And Bubba guessed 8. And the proprietor said, nah, you were close. The number was 7. Sorry, no free sex today. Maybe next time, right? <laughs> so soon after, uh, Bubba, along with his buddy Cletus, pulled in again for a free fill-up, and again, he asked for free sex. The proprietor again gave him the same story and asked him to guess the correct number. Bubba guessed two this time, and the proprietor said, nah, sorry, it was three. You were close, but no free sex this time. Right? <laughs> and as they're driving away, Bubba says to Cletus, I think this is a scam. This game is rigged and doesn't give away free sex at all. And Cletus replies, no, it ain't rigged. My wife went there twice last week and won both times. Sex with Philip. Uh, who is it? What who is Philip? Who's this Phil guy? <laughs> Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102. Springfield's classic rock. 632. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A man was arrested by police Tuesday following several police chases across Hamden County. Holyoke Police Lieutenant John Monahan said officers recognized a blue Nissan Altima operated by the suspect Carlos Principe uh, driving through the city on Tuesday morning. Principe was known to have a suspended license when officers attempted to conduct a traffic stop. Principe attempted to flee at a high rate of speed. Holyoke police attempted to chase after him, but stopped after determining it was too dangerous to continue. The same vehicle was later seen in Wilbraham, where police against uh, police again attempted to stop him. Police stopped the chase as well after it became too dangerous. At around 12.40 p.m. on Tuesday afternoon, the vehicle was seen again in Holyoke. Wow, this guy's getting all over the place. No kidding. 
As a third pursuit was about to begin, Principe allegedly hit an unmarked police cruiser. Man, uh, you so dumb, you hit a parked car. <laughs> going, things are going so well up until this point. The vehicle was pursued into Chickabee, where it eventually, uh, I like how they wrote this, Chickabee, where it eventually crashing into another vehicle. Didn't uh, bother to review what they were posting, huh? No. Yeah. And another Holyoke police cruiser near the intersection of Groton and Memorial Drive. Principe and a passenger attempted to run away but were caught by police. Principe is facing uh, charges of failure to stop for police and uh, dangerous weapons and yada, yada, yada. Uh, possession of a Class B drug. You know, not to uh, out anybody, uh, potential witnesses, but I know somebody that uh, that saw this happen. Yeah. Uh, at least when it was back in Chicopee. Yeah. They said it was kind of like, uh, like that chase scene in the uh, in the blues brothers you know like five thousand different cruisers are chasing after this one uh this one car and they're driving through the mall they're driving through the mall and they're because they're they're on a a mission from god because they're trying to get the band back together yeah and then that's you know that's where that's why there was such a fire lit under their ass in this car you know i believe he went into uh kennedy fried chicken on main street and said i'll have four fried chickens and a coke and also a dry toast yeah, that's yeah. right. Dry toast was the other one. Uh, fire crews responded to a train trestle that connects Holyoke to Chicopee that caught on fire on Tuesday morning. morning. According to the Holyoke Fire Department, around 9.30 a.m., firefighters were on the scene of a train trestle that connects Holyoke to Chicopee for reports of smoke in the area. When crews arrived, they found the wooden walkway that was attached to the trestle was smoldering, and they were able to quickly extinguish the fire, but remained on scene to see if there were other hot spots. No injuries were reported. The cause of the fire is under investigation at this time. I didn't even know there was a train trestle. I didn't know that train trestles are still made of wood. I didn't know you could walk across a train trestle. I thought that was dangerous. It is. It's very dangerous because sometimes trains go over it. Or are they just saying it's a walkway to the trestle? That could be it, too. Maybe that's maybe yeah. that's right. Hey. What? Guess what day it is. Or uh, guess what month it is. Uh, August. August. Yeah, it's National Breastfeeding Awareness Month. Pull out the sweater puppies and let's get some of that jug juice. You know, I know a lot of people that are offended by this when a woman, uh, a mother, I should say, has to feed her uh, her starving child in this manner. I have to say, I see nothing wrong with it. I find it to be completely natural and biological. And uh, if a woman wants to expose her breasts in public, I am not... Yeah, but the kind of uh, okay. sexist, misogynistic jerk that is going to stand in her way. I think uh, people who get offended by that mm. are strangely turned on by that. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm talking about? Not, like, not all of us. Like to me, it's like, yeah, whatever. I've seen a woman breastfeed many a times. You know, I had two kids. There was a lot of breastfeeding going on there. You know, it's just uh, it's part of life. Yes. What are you going to do? Right. It's not like some sexy thing. Kids got to eat. You, but we used to work with a guy who thought pregnant. He's like, I have a buddy who's into pregnant chicks, and <laughs> and then you, you know you're thinking to yourself like, actually, are you into yeah, I, pregnant chicks? When you say buddy, yeah. are you like uh, talking about your friend in the mirror? And he mentioned that several times that he had that. Yeah, buddy. I know. I, like to say, I, don't know. I had a buddy into pregnant chicks. Yeah, no, I seriously, I have uh, no problem with this at all. Uh, new uh, mothers breastfeeding is a benefit. It's a benefit you. It's benefit you and a benefit the health of your children. Said Springfield Health and Human Services Commissioner Helton, Helen Halton uh, Carlton Harris, 
In a month uh, marking a common thread between mothers, breastfeeding. On Tuesday, Springfield marked the National Breastfeeding Month with a flag raising and a moment to educate the community. But just a moment. we got other things going on today. What did the flag look like? You don't want to know. Was it just like a mound with a little nipple on it was the just, top? Yeah, a, giant, a yeah. giant nipple that had to be unfurled. Well, I mean, it's new nipples are just uh, small brown protuberances. Yeah, I've got them. them. You've got them. Yeah. We've all got them. Uh, we really want to get the awareness out to the new families about the importance of breastfeeding and how it can impact both you and your babies. A Kimberly Cungden, uh, program manager of Lactation Services and Parent Education at Bay State Medical Center. That's a great title to have. What are you? I'm the program manager of Lactation Services. Ooh. How do you get in? How do you get into that uh, kind of racket? Uh, well, you probably have to study up on lactation. Hmm, yeah. Lots of lactation. Sure, got to latch on to that. Congdon told Western Mass News there are several benefits to breastfeeding your child. Among them include decreased risk of contracting a variety of infections, lowers the risk of developing diabetes, uh, cardiovascular disease and obesity, and reduces the risk for sudden infant death syndrome. The first milk called uh, colostrum helps to provide the first immunization in providing immunity and antibodies that prevent infections in the infant. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's listen. There's there's all kinds of benefits, and it's funny because throughout the course of time, yeah, uh, medicine has kind of waffled on this. Like sometimes they say it's not good. Sometimes they say it's very very good. Sometimes they say it's very very bad. Yeah. And then and then it goes back to being good again, and it just seems to be like one of these endless cycles where you know people just can't figure out exactly. You know, uh, you know whether you should do it or not. We had uh, we had breast milk for like a year after they stopped. Yeah, with my the, wife, in the freezer. My wife pumped so much. We wound up getting. Uh, we wound up getting because uh, she had problems with the latching with the in the beginning. Sure. I like how we're talking about female stuff, and you know we don't. We're not females. Yeah, at all. but Steve, we were there. We, we were, observed. I, I was an observer. Yeah, I was an uh, an observer you, from afar. You know enough to at least have discussions yeah. about it. So then, uh, you know, we couldn't we couldn't do that. So then, uh, we wound up going to Babies R Us and getting this two hundred and twenty dollar milk machine <laughs> that uh, you put on you put on both breasts and You're it right. just pumps out pumps out the milk. So she was, you know, she was just pumping out, pumping them out left and right. And then we put them in the deep freezer. Yep. And then you'd, we'd still had, we still had it like a year after they stopped the breast milk. So did you eventually just like throw it away? You, you kind of have to because I mean, I guess you could donate it, but who, you know, that's the other thing. Like I see that, like that's a thing now. People buying breast milk from other people. Well, mm. you know, some some women you have know, a hard time producing over a long period of time. Typically, it's like. You know, it kind of uh, like a supply and demand issue. The the supply tends to wane as the demand gets yeah. less and less. And we, On the other hand, I you know, I know some women that uh, you know, that that fed their kids up until like the age of I don't know thirty seven years old. Uh, what was that? I think it was Little Britain. Was that the show on Comedy Central? I don't remember. Is it is it like an adult? child he's probably in his 30s right and it's this it's this nice uh seemingly nice normal family having people over and mm -hmm. then the kid comes out and asks mom for bitty bitty and she's not no bitty now no i want bitty now mommy and they and the and the guests don't know what they're talking about and finally she just lifts up her shirt 
and he starts going to town on her, and they're yeah. all, you know, that's yeah. in shock. It was very funny. You had, I bet it was. You had to see it, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if there's any adults out there that do that. That's kind of weird, man. Uh, I, I I don't know. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, I don't listen, think my you, I don't think my kids went more than past the age of two. In fact, I actually think it was even or like around than even earlier than that when yeah. they started to wean off. Maybe twelve or thirteen months, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I, I'm saying two because I don't actually remember, but yeah, yeah, it's at least at least a year, maybe a little bit more, but not much more than that. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually stop talking about things I really don't know all that much about. Steve, if you did that, we'd have nothing to talk about till ten o'clock. You know what? That ruins the rest of the day here. <laughs> it's gonna ruin it. Uh, the former Brimfield animal control officer accused of stealing nearly $750,000 to buy dirt bikes and a pickup truck and to pay her farm's taxes pleaded guilty Tuesday. Christine O'Connor, who also goes by his last name uh, Corkery, uh, admitted to one count each of larceny over $1,200, forgery, falsifying corporate documents, and uttering. Uttering? Uttering? What is uttering? I don't know what uttering is. O'Connor was arrested in February of 2022 after officials said she fraudulently cashed 64 checks while working as the office manager of Mid-State Welding in Southbridge. Superior Court Judge Will uh, Ritter sentenced O'Connor to serve 18 months in the House of Correction on the larceny charge, followed by three years of probation on the other charges. She must also pay $743,000 in restitution to Daniel Seaver, the owner of Mid-State Welding. Uh, Assistant uh, DA Maureen McNally read an impact statement from Seaver in which he expressed anger, betrayal, sickness, embarrassment, and fear due to O'Connor's actions. Seaver wrote in a statement that uh, more than just a dollar amount, O'Connor has, quote, taken so much more, putting him in fear of losing his business, causing him to have uh, canceled family vacations, and wondering if he can even afford to pay his employees. Man, that's a lot of money. That's a that's lot of a lot dough of to be taken. D- uh, d- I, I just don't, I still don't understand how as small amounts I can see where that might go unchecked. You know, there's always a threshold of like, okay, let's say you take $100 out of the till. Yeah. And nobody's really going to notice that for a while. But when you're cashing 64 checks over the course of time and that money is going into your own personal bank account. Right. But, you know, a lot of times when people are uh, embezzling funds, they're not always keeping track of how much they're taking over a period of time. Like, for example, you mentioned 100 bucks. You're right. 100 bucks is probably not going to be noticed. But if you steal 100 bucks 150 times, someone might notice. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it's like you, you kind of... You know, I know we all, you know, like a good embezzler starts small, but oftentimes it just gets away from them. And it sounds like this is exactly what happened. 64 checks. I mean, that's, you're 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 basically asking to, to get caught. Well, please, please catch me. I want to be, no, I want to be outed. <laughs> but here, let me roll around in my brand new pickup truck before I do that. <laughs> that's really. But, but first of all, let's go riding on the dirt bikes I just well, bought. you see, that's the thing. You know, it says... For her to pay taxes on the farm was some of the money that was used for. I can almost excuse that if that was just it. Like, because people are threatened with, you know, repossession of property, things like that. Your your level of desperation, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Okay, you shouldn't be doing this, but you resorted to the fact that you embezzled money from the company. It's when you bought the dirt bikes and the pickup truck that probably kind of ruined that for you. That's that's the point where you start yeah. to lose uh, sympathy from people around you. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you, um, 
going into like a Walmart. I remember shopping there about a month ago when I was picking up like socks and stuff like that. Right. It, it, like go to the aisle with the socks in it and there's packages with like one pair taken out of it. Because, and that kind of was like, like a little, uh, I don't know, disturbing to me. It's disturbing, but if it's like a six pack of socks, you still got five good socks in there. Well, Maybe you haggle with a person behind the register. Well, that's what I was thinking that I could do, but I didn't do that. I just went for the fresh pack that didn't have anything taken out of it. But think I, about that. I mean, it doesn't. To me, it doesn't ruin the remaining socks. I tend to believe somebody who just steals one pair of socks really isn't a hardened criminal, or it's just someone who real mal- desperately needs socks. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, but when you know, then I went to the the fish filter aisle to get a fish filter for the fish tank. Mm. There was a box of fish filters that was opened, and all of them were taken out. Oh, that's not right. Yeah. So I mean, you know that that kind of thing, but non luxury items and like things that you need. It's kind of sad that you see somebody steal a pair of socks or something out of a out of a box. If you were embezzling funds, okay, hypothetical. You let's say you're embezzling funds, and you're doing it for the purposes of say. Uh, paying for an organ replacement. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's like that's expensive work, right? Yeah, I had a, a Baldwin uh, organ. Uh, no, not the, not a, that kind of uh, organ. I'm talking like a liver, a kidney. Oh, uh, you know, okay, yeah. some that kind of uh, organ. Yep. Well, I can understand perfectly if you wanted to like embezzle funds off the uh, and skim off the top. You know, it's for a life saving medical purpose. But if you're taking that money and you're spending on stupid stuff like a truck yeah, or dirt, dirt bikes, bikes or yeah. you know, PlayStations or even a pair of Yeezys, you know, to me, I have to question your motives. Well, Yeezys are on sale right now because they're trying to get rid of them all. Even still. Yeah. Even still. It's still somewhat of a status luxury item. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 77. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 80. It's 51 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 653 in Steppenwolf with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 77. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 80. It's 51 right now in downtown Springfield. Join the Rock 102 road crew uh, on Saturday from 11 to 1 at the Agawam Lions Club Car Show. Come and check out all the great cars. Enjoy the 50-50 raffle and concessions. I mean... I believe that's to eat, not you're like you're conceding to something. But when you're there, stop by the Rock 102 table for your chance to win unbelievable prizes. That's Saturday from 11 to 1 in the Agawam High School parking lot, 760 Cooper Street in Agawam from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, you've been pretty lucky where you've had not had to like reapply for a job uh, in a very, very long, long time. No, I, uh, yeah. I've uh, been able to be... Uh, relatively stable for a while right and uh you know i always i always say i'm i'm pretty lucky to have you know had a job for you know 18 years now at the same place sure which uh which is you know it's not really that common these days a lot of people have changed jobs and people companies go out of business so there are people out there who are you know needing to put out resumes and things like that but here's a here's from a a, a job expert a job hiring expert uh, some advice if you're preparing for your resume, LinkedIn profile, or some other cover letters to try to get a new job. Save all your super cool corporate buzzwords for after you get hired. Five words you should never use to describe yourself. Ready? In like an interview. World class. Mm. It's undefined and less impressive than you think. What about uh, like if, uh, like Hall of Fame broadcaster? Like if you put that down. Yeah. 
Well, that's but that's not saying world class. That basically says you know regionally regionally notable, regionally famous. Not even famous, just notable. Uh, responsible for. Talk about results instead, not just your duties. Yeah, <laughs> just duties. A duty. Yeah, uh, motivated. You shouldn't take credit for things you're supposed to do. If you are still motivated, you might have stayed at your last job. That's right. Creative. Creative has been overused so much it's become generic. I know some people that call themselves creative. Yeah. They could improvise a fart after a bean dinner. I'm telling you, some people don't even, uh, they think they're creative. Not so much. Guru. It's fine if other people use this to describe you, but it looks very lame for you to use it to describe yourself. Well, I'm the, I'm the radio guru. No, I would never say that. No. I would, I would, one, I would never impose what I know onto somebody else well, unless unless they were desperate. And then, and secondly, I would never just sit here and call myself something that isn't accurate. Well, a guru? Please. Yeah. Well, the, the, the uh, Jerry that used to work here, I used to call him the production guru because he could, you know, bang out these right, masterpieces. But, but, but Jerry would never describe himself as a guru. Right. Like right. one of those humble guys <laughs> you'd ever want to meet. So it's okay for you to describe somebody else uh, like that way, but you just you can't describe yourself. That no, it's way. A, it's uh, presumptuous and uh, obnoxious. Some other words to avoid: passionate, dynamic, unique, results oriented, and driven. Yeah, well, those are all things I would never even uh, consider calling myself. I, driven, results oriented, not at this pay scale. I would be. I would use all these uh, words, but in the opposite. So I'd have no class. Yep. I'm not responsible for anything. Mm-hmm. I'm completely demotivated. Not very creative at all. And uh, I was uh, considered a guru uh, as far as uh, recreational drugs go. <laughs> Legal. 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 Recreational, recreational drugs. drugs. Yeah. Yeah. So. Not passionate, not dynamic, not unique, not result-oriented, and definitely not driven by anything. And yet, here you are 18 years later. How about that? Amazing. Uh, see? Bad behavior is rewarded. It's 657 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember yesterday? Me neither. However, there are a few things that are still clear in my head. Like that story I reported yesterday about the NFL's decision to suspend Dallas Cowboys running back Ronald Jones. After he tested positive for what is being described as a performance-enhancing substance. Now, in my mind, a performance-enhancing substance can mean steroids. It can mean a number of masking agents that could prevent a steroid from being detected. It can mean a lot of stuff. But in this case, it appears that Ronald Jones might actually have a case against being suspended. As of yesterday morning, no one was sure what sort of banned substance that Ronald Jones was suspended for. But later in the day, Ronald Jones spoke publicly that he had tested positive for a blood pressure medication. According to Jones, this is not only a medication that has been correctly prescribed to him by a medical doctor. It is a substance that he has been taking regularly since before he came into the league, due in part to a long family history of heart disease. According to Jones, quote, I'm not cheating the game of football. This is literally a prescription medication. And yet, Despite all of that, and the fact the NFL was lightly informed of this medical information when he was drafted five years ago, he's still looking at a two-game suspension. Why? Because the NFL is stupid. 
And I'm pretty sure that CBS can come up with 37 feet of receipts proving that Jones has been on this stuff for years for a genetic heart condition and that it was prescribed to him by a medically trained doctor. And I'm willing to bet that this offending heart medication, which yielded its first failed urine test since he had been drafted, was paid for by the very same medical insurance that was provided to him by the very organization that just handed him a two-game suspension. Listen, my medicine cabinet looks like one of those tubes at that candy shop in Northampton. I'm not even supposed to operate heavy machinery on half the stuff I'm taking. And yet, I'd like to think that my employer wouldn't start making problems every time I met my deductible. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, the DeWalt Compact Drill Driver Kit. You're saving 40 bucks. A DeWalt Circular Saw, save 40 bucks. The DeWalt Power Tool, save 40 bucks with your Ace Rewards card, the DeWalt Reciprocating Saw, an Angle Grinder, you're saving 40 bucks right now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7-Eleven and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a really nice day today. Sunny and a high of 77. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 80. It is 52 right now in downtown Springfield. How about a round of Am I the Earth? Yes. Would you like that? No, I thought you were asking. Oh, you are. You are. Me? Not me. I no, know I'm you the are, one asking. What am I? I know you are. I know. Uh, I know you are. I know, what am I? I know you are. But what am I? Infinity. Oh, damn it! You got yeah. me on that one. Uh, here's uh, the first one. Am I the a-hole for this? Is the, all these have to do with like marriage situations? So uh, you know, we're, we're we're just gonna try to smooth out some couple uh, relationship issues. I'm ready. Uh, am I the a-hole for freaking out when my wife locked our son out of the house after at uh, at night after he drank alcohol? I, 39 uh, male, have a 16-year-old son with my wife, 40 female. This incident happened a few days ago, and she's still mad at me. I was on my, uh, I was on a work trip, so my wife was at home with our son. When I got back, I found out that he had been hanging out with his friends, and they convinced him to drink some beer, and he got a little drunk. I'm not saying what he did was right, but him and I had to talk about it, and it's fine. The problem is that when he came home and my wife found out, she was furious and kicked him out and refused to let him back in until the morning. He was begging her to let him, uh, but she wouldn't. When I found out, I was furious. Regardless of what he did, she she made a slightly drunk teenager stay outside by himself at night. Mm. Something very bad could have happened to him. We had a huge argument over it. I asked her how the hell she thought thought that was okay. She just kept saying that's our son's fault for drinking alcohol. My wife uh, isn't really talking to me right now, and my son isn't really... (laughs) Isn't talking to his mom. I yeah. feel like I'm in the right, but maybe I'm not. So am I the a hole? I don't. Th- I don't think so. Uh, I think. Uh, I think leaving your kid out in the elements is probably overdoing it. There's probably other ways of uh, disciplining a kid than like locking them out of the house. Well, yeah, and also, did you not like? I don't know. I, I think if discipline were to be imposed, you would call the other parent and say, hey, look, you know, he came home uh, with half half a jag on last night, and, uh, you know, that's not cool. Uh, what do you say? I just leave him outside the house all night. Anyway, and you discuss something like that. Sure. No, no, don't do that. Maybe leave him outside for 45 minutes, but then let him back in. See, I would have tried. I, I think I would have uh, kind of done the same thing. Maybe 
taken a moment to discuss it with the other parent, and then what you decide, you back up a hundred percent. Yeah, I don't. Well, think- you don't. You don't want to come off like uh, you're not all on the same page here, because then the kid's going to take advantage of that. Uh, yeah, I I think this guy is is kind of in the right, you know, for for reacting the way he is, but. Yeah, really, don't have an open line of communication with your wife. No, it's uh, that's something you should be working on. All right. Are you ready uh, for the next one? Number two. Number two. Am I the a-hole for yelling at my wife after she blew up my phone with calls because of a fire? Uh, I work in a place where we are not allowed to have personal electronics on us at all. No phones, no smartwatches, no pagers, no motor cars. Not, not a, a single, single luxury. luxury. I've been working uh, here for about six months, so my wife knows this and understands that she should not try to contact me by cell at work. Phones are dropped off in our lockers, and I typically have mine on Do Not Disturb. Before this incident, my phone has never gone off in the locker before. Recently, there was a pretty big fire at a secondary work site that I do work at occasionally, but that day I was working at the main building. Local news covered the fire before I found out about it because, again, no electronics plus the work I do isolates us a bit, so news travels pretty slowly. There were a few casualties, a lot of seriously injured uh, people. My wife had been watching the news from home and started freaking out, I guess. She called me 20 times, which, and I didn't know this was possible, overrode my do not disturb and my phone was ringing for a while in my locker. In the middle of my shift, I got called into my manager's office and was chewed out for for having my phone make so much noise. They told me to go take care of whatever was making my phone go off before I went back to work. I won't lie, when I saw the 20 missed calls from my wife, I was seriously uh, ticked off. Like I said, she knows not to try to contact me directly, and a citation hurt my chances of getting a raise or promotion. Mm. I called her back, and she was sobbing, asking me if I was okay. I said, of course I was okay, and asked her what the F was wrong with her to call me so many times. She was still crying and started talking about the fire. After that, I started half yelling at her about uh, all the reasons it was dumb of her to call me. When I got home, she was super upset with me. I apologized for yelling, but she refused to talk. She's been very chilly the past few days and sleeping in our daughter's room. I know that wasn't the best decision to yell at her, but I think my anger is justified because A, she knows I work in the secondary work site, and B, she knows that I can't be contacted directly and she could have just called the office. And three, 20 calls is insane. Am I the (laughs) a-hole? Yeah, you are. Yes, he is, but I think the bigger a-hole here is the boss. Yes. That's got this kind of uh, policy when, you know, sometimes emergencies happen and you got to get to your phone. Sometimes I think these are made up, these stories. On Reddit? Yes. No. Reddit yeah. has got a very, no, very high percentage of, of true stories. I mean, she was concerned for the man's safety. It's her husband. She sees a fire on TV. Right. You know, and you're not picking up the phone. What she what she's supposed to think? You should know that's the secondary site. Well, maybe she didn't know that. You ever see a news uh, camera crew out there? Sometimes you can't recognize where they are, even though you might have been there a million times. Right, but if you've been married long enough, I mean, you're going to find out things about uh, your spouse's job that you yeah. don't even pay attention to or, or remember. Somebody else uh, uh, commented, when I see that I have many that many missed calls, I don't get annoyed. I get scared something is wrong. That's how I would react to that. I'd be like, why is this person calling me so much? Yeah, I mean, I would too. If uh, if uh, you know if I couldn't get a hold of them and I was worried about their safety, yes, uh, of course I shouldn't be uh, castigated for that. If anything, I'm showing a great deal of uh, emotion and, and sympathy. 
Uh, you ready to move on to another one? Number three. Am I the a-hole for telling my wife it's her job to babysit the kids and leaving the house? I, 35 male, have been married to my wife, 32 female, for seven years. We have two children together, six and three. She takes care of the house and babysits the kids most of the time because she's a stay-at-home mom, but we evenly split chores and child care on weekends when I get home from work. My wife is uh, much more social than I am. We moved to our home uh, state uh, from mine because she was wanted to be closer to her parents and her childhood friends. Now she's a lot more social than I am. She goes on three to four girl trips per year. I have no issues with that, and I'm happy to babysit the kids full-time in her absence. First of all, he's saying babysit the kids. They're your own children. Yeah, not, that's not babysitting. Yeah. It's you being a parent. I'm more of a homebody anyway, so I usually just like to paint in the spare room or play video games every once in a while. Instead of traveling out of state, I really don't take time off from my work unless we do something as a family. For the past three to four months, I was very busy on a major project at work. I've been working 60-hour weeks, and frankly, I'm exhausted with the stress. So the project was finally coming to an end. I told my wife that I'm taking the day off, and I won't be doing any work around the house. Of course, I'd still like to clean up after myself, but I didn't want to do any chores or child care on that one day. I told her that two weeks in advance, and she agreed. I also reminded her three days before. However, when that day came, my wife, quote, forgot, unquote, about our agreement. I was in the painting room, and my wife interrupted me, telling me she needed me to give our daughter a bath because she spilt milk all over herself and couldn't do it because she had to wash the dishes. It was annoying, but whatever. Crap happens. Uh, later on, I was playing video games. My wife tells me our son needs help for his math homework. I ask her why she can't help him herself. She said it's because she has some, quote, work to do. This work was actually her best friend coming over and chatting for an hour and yippity yapping. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say, I added the yippity. Yeah, but uh, even this still. This really ticked me off, so after I helped my son and the best friend left, I told my wife I'm leaving the house for four to five hours. She asked me where I was going. I told her I'm just going to go chill in the park and do whatever. But then she said she needs me to help out with chores and the kids. I told her today is my day off from all the work, including housework, and it's her job to babysit the kids on this day before I left the house. When I came back, she was acting cold and called me an a-hole for just abandoning her and the kids. I think she's being dramatic, but when I spoke to my sister, she said parenting is a 24-7 job. So am I the a-hole? Yes. Yes, you are. You are the a-hole. Yeah. In fact, it, it, it doesn't even need that long of a discussion. I think we can all agree, yes, you're, uh, you're an a-hole. And people are uh, you know, kind of saying what I said. I feel people are stuck on the uh, the poster using the word babysit wrongly if he just used it for himself that would be an issue but if he used it for himself and his wife so i think it's just a mistake and not the intended meaning although he did act like that's some extra thing he has to do yeah no that's called uh, being a father which is uh you know it's not babysitting you're actually uh spending time with your children i can say uh you know what the chores didn't get done because i was spending time with the kids sorry yeah, uh, the chores aren't going to get done today because uh, we were out doing something. We were doing, uh, you know, father daughter stuff. Yeah, but to, to to act like, well, she doesn't do anything. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, no offense, but if she's asking you to do something, you shouldn't see it as an imposition. You be, should be seeing it as you working together as a team to parent your children. Yeah, I don't think that uh, that, that hits well with any of these. People. No, I don't. I think it does. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's another round of Am I the A-hole? and Nagel on Rock 1. Oh, wait. Did you want to do it? No, you do it. No, you do it. I don't want to do ah, it. Come I on. always do it. Bax and Nagel at 721 on Rock 102.
Rock 102's Classic Rock Summer is driven by Leah Toyota of Wilbraham. Experience the difference. Field's Classic Rock at 727 in Queen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be a really nice day today. Sunny and a high of 77 tomorrow. Sunny and a high of 80. It is 52 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest is Scott McCoy from the, uh, the Baseball Project. He was also in a band called the, uh, the Fresh Young Fellows. The Baseball Project is exactly that. It's a band that sings songs about baseball. This is their fourth album. and He is in this band with Peter Buck and Mike Mills of R.E.M. It's actually a really cool record. Uh, the new one's called Grand Salami Time. And uh, they're coming to the uh, the Sinclair in Cambridge on August 19th and the Ridgefield Playhouse on the following night, August 20th. And you can check uh, that interview on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and rock102.com. All brought to you by ZM Home Buyers and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, I'm looking, uh, I need to find a big roll of plastic got this uh, great hill in front of my house yeah i want to make a slip and slide out of it like a like a sheet of plastic yeah I and mean, i got like uh, like tarps and stuff but that doesn't really work that well uh with that i just want to like a roll of plastic and roll it down the hill and then uh, set up a, a makeshift slip and slide how you doing know. on hose you got enough hose you got a plenty of hose plenty of soap plenty of you know all the stuff you need uh, yeah for the thing but i just need to get a big roll of plastic and i don't know if you just Go buy one of those somewhere. I don't even know where you would where you would start <sighs> with that. Yeah, you can get a big uh, roll of plastic, sure. Uh, uh, but is it like I don't want like painter? You no, know, I, mean, but I want something the, lengthy, like something. Uh, lengthy. Yeah, it doesn't have to be wide that wide. It just needs to be enough to you know fit your body down the middle of it. I'm trying to think where you can uh, grab something like that, but yeah, you can get like a big roll of uh, you know. You know, high gauge plastic. Yeah. It's, you know, it's thick enough so you're not going to slip right through it. It's not like it be like saran wrap going down a hill, but something a little bit thicker. Um, it, it's almost like a death trap. Especially when you get down to the very bottom of the hill. Yeah. And you're sliding off. You're suddenly off the plastic. Yeah. Well, you know, my uh, my kid's going to have uh, you know butt burn for a couple of days now because I tried it with the uh, like the I had I had I had a couple of different things. I had like an old uh, a couple of tarps. And uh, one like an old uh, cover that had it was in the barn and kind of gotten chewed by a mouse, so oh, it yeah. was really no good anymore. But it was good enough to to use as like a a cover to to, to slide down on it. But um, it's not it's not when you get to the bottom, you start sliding across the grass. And it's pretty, like, kind of prickly there. Yeah, it's not it's not comfortable. So I just need a longer piece so you can slide out a little further and slow down as opposed to, you know, sliding across the grass. You know, I'm trying to remember where I've where I've seen this. And it may be like a, you know, like a, a, a paint supply place, you know, like a Rockies or you know, somewhere else. But yeah. it's, it, is, it is painter's plastic. It's like a high, thick, high, thick, kind, high, of- thick kind of plastic that comes in a big, giant roll. So do I. Hey now. Yeah. But you, I mean, literally, it's like you know, like uh, like two thousand feet of plastic. Yeah, that's what I want. I want to yeah. like stake it down and then roll it down the hill and then uh, see where it stops because then that would be yeah because there's plenty of room for it to roll. Sure does sound like a fun idea. Yeah, sounds like a like a death trap. Uh, I yeah, tell I, my home insurance company that I'm doing this. Yeah, I was I was gonna say you know make sure there's an ambulance close by. Yeah, well, there is. I live not too far from the ambulance. Well, that's uh, probably that's probably for the best. Probably a good idea. 731, we have news next to Rock 102. Set summer in motion. Heinz today. 733, 
With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. And by the way, uh, we didn't have time for the phone calls, but uh, if you know where you can get the big plastic, somebody just told me I can go get it from the lumber company over here. They sell it over there. Kelly Fredette? Yeah. Well, they might have that. Yeah. Yeah. Who is that Kelly uh, girl anyway? I don't know. I don't think that's a first name. Oh, that's a last name? I think it's a last name. Well, who's, well, I know her name's Kelly Fredette. I don't believe it's the name of a person, but maybe two people like, together. Like uh, Hamden Zimmerman, that guy named Hamden. Yeah, and, uh, right. Or, uh, I thought it was Ham uh, Den Zimmerman. Like Den oh, Zimmerman yeah, was, yeah, a, yeah. was the last could, name. Could be. But uh, if you know, just send me an email at uh, steve at rock102.com. Hey, Bax. Yes, Steve. It's National Breastfeeding Awareness Month. Yeah! That's what I'm talking about. Apparently, breastfeeding hurts, which is kind of sucky, if you know what I mean. It hurts? Yeah. For the, for the baby or for the, uh, for the, uh, for the mother? Uh, for, for, for the mom, it hurts. Well, I mean, if, if the baby's got a full set of teeth, yeah, yeah. sure. It's a, it, but it is a National Breastfeeding uh, Awareness Month, and um, we're going to be celebrating. How? We're going to get an old buddy who likes pregnant chicks. <laughs> my uh, buddy, remember my buddy who likes pregnant chicks? You might be able to get him on the phone. Uh, my on the telephone, um, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's National Breastfeeding Awareness Month, so make sure that you uh, you pat somebody on the back who's breastfeeding. Yeah, well, not on the front. It's a whole month. They get a whole month for breastfeeding. Yeah, a whole month, not a day. You know that that I think that's more of a day kind of holiday than a month. A month seems to be a, a little bit much. And you know what? Uh, a breast. Think about what we're talking about here. Breastfeeding. <laughs> Awareness Month. Hey, by, is there any one of us who is not aware that this kind of thing happens? But by the way, you missed the joke, but somebody else got it. I said Breastfeeding Awareness Month was sucky. Yeah, no, I got that. But you went right over it. I did go over it. I, I mean, I let it just hang there. Now, what did you just? Oh, I see what you did. Uh, now, what did you? Uh, what, what were you saying? You said something. Well, what I what that. I just said was, you know, it's Breastfeeding Awareness Month. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. is there any one of us that? Was not aware that this was going on. I I was between mothers and, and and their babies. I was not aware the celebration was going on. I knew that you know uh, breastfeeding is definitely a thing. Is there a parade? That would be a very titillating experience. Is there like a fireworks display? Uh, yeah, yeah, there is. Good, big, yeah, big boomers in the sky. Yeah, that's, uh, that's where we go. Yeah, I like that titillating. Yeah, the, it is the sweater puppy uh, soiree. That's what they okay. call that. Sure, right. Uh, East Hampton City Hall remains closed until further notice as repairs to the building's HVAC system continue. Uh, City Hall had initially closed on July 24th to address air quality issues within the building with hopes it would reopen after a few days. It was determined by city officials that improvements to the HVAC system were going to take a bit longer, leading to an extended closure. Mayor Nicole Lachapelle has uh, this said the city has been working on mitigating air quality issues for a while, pointing out that the building has had some air handling systems since its since its inception. Yes, because the school committee sucked all the air out of the room. <laughs> Between uh, you know microscopic uh, yeah. you know allergens and microaggressions, yeah. there's a lot going on in that. I town. don't like these microscopic allergens. We need to close this building. The HVAC guy is fired. 
We're going to hire a new HVAC guy. <laughs> oh, wait. The, the the new HVAC guy said something un, inappropriate yeah. on social media? Well, forget about that. He said, uh, you got any ladies around here to clean up this dust that you got in your <laughs> HVAC vents? What? No! <laughs> suddenly, suddenly he's hamped in his yeah. run by Mrs. Garrett. Yeah. What? No. Girls, 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 girls. <laughs> ladies, ladies, ladies. <laughs> Natalie. <laughs> uh, a lot of old dust and not uh, dirt, not knowing uh, to the point where folks in the building were getting headaches and migraines. So it was a very easy decision to say City Hall is closed because of air quality issues. Or it could be the people in City Hall that yeah. give other people migraines and headaches. <laughs> Have you ever been to a political building? Yeah, look, another yeah. butt headaches over there. La Chapelle says they're hopeful repairs will be completed by the end of August. In the meantime, staff members will remotely work at other municipal buildings within the city. Well, hopefully they have their Zoom subscription up to date so everybody can meet with each yeah, other. On hopefully the basis. settings are large enough. For those who need to pay taxes and want to do so in person, you're asked to head to the public safety complex at Payson Avenue. Then why don't they just move everything to Payson Avenue? Well, maybe if, there's not enough room for everybody at Payson Avenue. But that seems like a nicer building on Payson Avenue, I think. I don't know. Uh, the Highland Street Foundation will be offering free admission uh, museums, zoos, and educational centers throughout the month of August, including some right here in western Massachusetts. Really? Local museums such as the Berkshire Museums, Historic Deerfield, Holyoke Children's Museum, and the Zoo at Forest Park are included in the list of places with free admission for one day. Some organizations are asking for visitors to register in advance. Uh, here's when each place will have uh, free admission. Uh, let's see, where's the... Uh, well, it doesn't even say that. Oh, Deerfield will be on August 9th. Okay. Okay. And then uh, Jacob's Pillow on the 18th. You ever been to Jacob's Pillow? No, haven't been to, to Jacob's Pillow. And I don't even see the zoo at Forest Park on here. It's well, I mean, it's really the only zoo in the area besides Lupo, right? Yeah, but I'm trying to see where. Oh, the zoo in Forest Park uh, on August 28th. The zoo will be free that day, but you gotta you gotta register beforehand to get the free admission. Now, if you show up there on the 29th, mm -hmm. they're gonna jack you for cash, right? Yeah. It's going to be a real shakedown to go into the zoo. A huge shakedown. Yes. Um, I'm looking at some of these uh, other museums. The Mass Audubon's Drumlin Farm. Sounds like fun. That's the tree place. The Audubon is the tree thing, right? That's not yes. the highway that uh, goes through Germany? No, that's Autobahn. Oh, isn't it spelled the same way? No. Oh, okay. Uh, Children's Museum of Greater Fall River. New Bedford Whaling Museum. Been there. Have you? I have been there. Is it fun? <sighs> you, ha it, you go to the, the New Bedford Whaling Museum, you're having so much fun that you don't actually realize you're actually having any fun. Oh, really? It's that much fun. So it's like so much fun. You can't, you can't even absorb all of it. Oh, look at all those whale teeth that have been inscribed by artists. You just can't get enough of that. What about the Rose Kennedy Greenway Carousel? I have not been to that. Yeah, you need a you need a ride on a Kennedy ride like you need a hole in the head. <laughs> Haven't there been enough Kennedys who who have dealt yeah. with the spins? Yeah, well, yeah, the spins. Does the the does, does somebody fall <laughs> off the carousel into a river nearby? 
We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Uh, no, I don't think you will cross the bridge. I think that's the that was the problem. You never really crossed the bridge. <sighs> I saw, you know what? You, I saw that movie, uh, Chappaquiddick, probably, I don't know, four or five years ago when it came out. Yeah. He really was a dirtbag. Like, I didn't realize how much Ted Kennedy was, 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 uh, was very much so a dirtbag. Because, again... You know, you talk about political legacies mm-hmm. and all this other crap that people throw out there. Sure. And it's basically a bunch of rich people who did whatever they wanted to because they were rich. Yeah, but that's not a just a, a Kennedy thing. That's uh, that's just like filthy, stinking rich people. No, but the idea that we write these people down in the annals of history as being, oh, that was he was such a great politician. He might have been able to had the gift of the gab to to get somebody to do well, something for okay. him, but you were a dirtbag. You killed somebody, and wow. and you ran away from the scene. Well, he went to the Edgar Town Inn for a good three and a half hours. Well, he had to juice up before he told everybody what just happened. Well, now, wait, 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 let's let's uh, let's be fair here, okay? All right, you know there you can always say that the uh, the Kennedy brothers, uh, you know, had some questionable behavior. You know, uh, yeah, with the women, you know, they were always trying to get into the pants of women around them, you know, but in, 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 uh, in real practical political terms, they were all very effective legislators and, uh, executives who like to, uh, bed down with every dame in the area. I, I just, I just find it funny when you talk about again, the legacy, how history is written and how history is presented to you. You know, by all accounts, probably until I was in my mid-20s that I, you know, it was always, oh, the Kennedy family, Ted Kennedy, he's Uh. got some issues, but that's okay. He, you know, he went to rehab and he's good now and all this other stuff. And then you... And then, like, I didn't know anything about that story about the the Mary Jo Kopechny thing until probably i think i started working here and it came up in a subject when you guys were talking about it and you'd never heard about it before i had heard about the i didn't i had heard about the accident but you know it's always it's always told to you one way well it was an it was an accident and he had had nothing to do with it you know well, yeah, what, what's what's the what's the quote that uh, you know history would be great if only if it were true yeah right right it's, <laughs> it's like yeah. everything can easily be rewritten over the course of time it's like one big long game of uh, telephone tag why why do we let that happen why do we always just highlight the good things that well no we highlight some of the bad stuff like in the history books like they you know they don't erase the whole reason why we were primarily in the uh, civil war you know yeah. they don't they don't uh yeah, you know, they they acknowledge you know what that was all about slavery yeah. and the uh, the separation of uh, of the union. They they they'll talk about that stuff, but, but there's it, it's, but a, it's, it was really over who got the last chicken finger at the Popeyes, right? It wasn't that the uh, wasn't that the real reason why the Civil War started. You know, there was like one no chicken sandwich. There's one chicken sandwich, that famous chicken sandwich that they got was one right. left. Yep, and then uh, General Lee shows up. Uh, and then uh, what was the one of the guys from us? Well, who was the? Who was the uh, uh, that that would be uh, General Grant. So General Grant, right? You know, you know who's buried in Grant's tomb? He and his wife. Oh, okay. Uh, but he's so, you know, they meet at the Chick Fil A. Yeah, they're running short on these chicken sandwiches, and uh, and uh, Ulysses says, Grant goes, uh, "Well, I, I want to have that chicken sandwich," and they both say it at the same time because they're both at separate kiosks. Sure, and they're both saying it to to the clerk. 
Grant gets the chicken sandwich, right? Okay. And uh, and uh, General Lee doesn't. So then he so then he he builds that car yeah with the the orange uh, Dodge Charger and then paints one of those flags on the top of it mm-hmm. and then uh, he's like uh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get you Grant boys one of these days and then he starts this whole thing. What? Steve, I think you're confusing that with Boss Hog from the Dukes of Hazard. Uh, I don't I don't know. He no, I don't think it was Boss Hog. I th- it, it was he was a he was a he was a general. So he had a little dog with him. I think uh, his name was uh. uh uh, Flash uh, was the name of the dog that he had. It was like a little bloodhound. No, I, uh, I, I think that was Dukes of Hazard. Are you sure? Dukes of Hazard. And then, uh, and then, gen- you know, you, uh, General Grant acting all, uh, you know, now snotty now that he yeah. got his uh, chicken. Right, right. He's driving around in a car that sounds like that guy from St. Elsewhere that's uh, doing all these crazy tricks. And then uh, they meet at the Battle of Gettysburg, and they do this. Uh, this chi- they play a game of chicken. Yeah, you know, obviously, because we're still talking about chicken. Yeah. And then, uh, and then General Lee bails out at the last minute. doesn't uh, doesn't make the jump and uh, falls into the river, and that's how the Civil War was over. Let me ask you this: Yeah, was David Hasselhoff involved in that second part of the story? Yes, he was. I think you're talking about the television show Knight Rider. Are you sure about that? Pretty sure it was Knight Rider. I don't know. At the end of the uh, battle, uh, David Hasselhoff was just sitting there eating a cheeseburger grinder on the ground. <laughs> what happened? Yeah, four yeah. pours and seven beers ago, <laughs> and that is history with Steve Nagel. Ta-da. Ta-da. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of seventy-seven. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of eighty. It's fifty-four right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Your current job is... Not doing it for me. Well, switch teams and work with us. Associated Electromechanics is a factory-authorized sales in... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's uh, 5.53, and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's 7.53. Don't... uh, You said 5.53. I really didn't mean that. I meant 7.53. Why, don't uh, set us back two hours ago, because I'm looking... I'm looking... I'm always moving forward, Bax. For some reason, you seem to be moving backwards in I'm, time. I'm always got to look in the rearview mirror just in case something's uh, gaining on us. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny, nice, high of 77. Tomorrow, more of the same, high of 80. It is 54 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 is bringing you New England Patriot football all season long. Believe it or not, the first preseason game is a week from tomorrow, August 10th, when the Pats uh, take on Houston. The live pregame coverage begins at 4 o'clock with kickoff scheduled for 7. Bob Soshi and Scott Zolak will bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots play here on Rock 102. Uh, are you ready? I am ready. Are you sure? Because mm-hmm. I'm not. Just kind of saying that. Now really. I am. Now I am. Now, I'm and now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, uh, you know you can make $4,444 a week playing Uno. I could do that. Mattel is looking for a chief Uno player to help promote their new variation of Uno, Uno Quattro. Here's uh, what you have to do and how much you have to get paid and how much you get paid. Here's the commercial promoting the job. We're looking for our very first chief Uno player. As our chief Uno player, your job is to play and teach people our latest game, Uno Quattro. And the best part of all, we'll pay you $4,444.44 a week for four weeks. All you have to do is play Uno Quattro four hours a day, four days a week for those four weeks. As the chief Uno player, you're the kind of person that takes Uno everywhere, and you're not afraid to get a little competitive. 
How about that? I could do that. I could totally do that. I like a good game of Uno. I'm actually very good at it. Uh, are you? I may not win every hand, but at the end of it, I'm going to have less points than you every single time. I think $4,444 a week is pretty damn good. Just to play Uno? I can play any game for that. Yeah, well, I, not every game, but most games I can play for that. I'm pulling in $4.44 a week here. That would be a that would be a big a major up, step up uptick. Uh, a sewing vlogger in Florida was recording an instructional video at a home when a car came th- crashing into the yard behind her. It hit so close that the force sent objects falling off the walls. Luckily, she wasn't hurt, and neither was the driver. Finally, this a vlog. Finally, a what? I was say, finally, a vlog episode that's interesting. A sewing uh, vlog. Yeah, I love it. This is my sewing room, and it gives you lines where you can put the trim. Whoa. All I saw were airbags. So I kept saying, are you okay? Are you okay? One of the cops said had that been less of an incline, she would have gone into the house. I think the funniest thing was that the painting waited to fall off the wall. It was like, oh yeah, me too. I'd I'd much rather see video footage of a car going through a house than watch a video footage of some woman who's knitting. I would be freaking out about that. Yeah. What is she said I mean I know this is obviously like an after story like she cut the video and is telling a story later on. But wouldn't you be like, "Did you see what just happened?" <laughs> I would be like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> of course I would. Yeah. Uh, and uh, finally, an all-girls camp in Georgia is empowering young women to learn about being a firefighter and EMT worker by showing them first responder skills and building self-confidence. The camp caters to girls 14 to 21. Here's Tyler Barrett, Savannah's Fire Department Advanced Firefighter, talking about everything the girls learned. We have less than 15 firefighters on Savannah Fire that are females. So just seeing these girls come out here and be passionate and excited about something that we're all passionate and excited about is amazing. We let the girls actually use fire hose and and spray water, which is something that not many people get to do. We had a hands-only CPR, so these girls are leaving our camp with the necessary skills that if somebody, God forbid, were to collapse, they know how to initiate CPR. You know, meanwhile, while they're all busy doing this, sandwiches aren't being made for the male (laughs) firefighters outside doing the real work. Steve, are you sure you want to jump into that kind of landmine? Oh, it's so cute when they try to do man (laughs) jobs, isn't it? Oh, you want to be a firefighter and an EMT? Again, his last name is Nagel, N-A-G-L-E, first name Steven. And that is now here this with 758 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Springfield. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 810. And ZZ Top of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a really nice day today. Sunny and a high of 77. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 80. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, you know, I, I recently, I, not recently, probably within the last year, I watched this documentary that was probably five or six years old because uh, Gilbert Gottfried was in it. So, uh, you know, it was obviously taped before his death. Right. Um, but it was called, uh, Can We Take a Joke? And it has interviews with a lot of different comedians. And obviously Gilbert Gottfried was uh, caught up in some controversy on Twitter. He was the Af- the voice of the Aflac duck for many years. And then he made one tweet, uh, which was seen as uh, insensitive. Well, he actually made a series of tweets 
it was just the one that grabbed the attention from a lot of people. And I'm not going to repeat it. You can go watch the show. Uh, but it was about the tsunami in Japan. Sure. So then he makes the joke about it. And then all of a sudden, within a couple of days, uh, he's lost the Aflac job and, and all of that because he got canceled online. Right. Now, in in fairness to him, mm-hmm. uh, I remember uh, that specifically reading those tweets as they were coming in, and uh, you know, uh, you know, me as a moralist uh, found those things to be offensive and hurtful, but goddamn hilarious. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. uh, they're just jokes. Is yeah. what it comes down to. The other the other thing the documentary uh, talks about is about a woman who she got. I, I don't remember the, the story in full, but the gist of it was she was flying from Europe to South Africa, where she lived, and she shared some meme, and, a, and she made a joke, but she made a joke about society's uh, ill uh, shortcomings, I, I guess, if you will, about racism. Okay, but the way she wrote the post made it look like she was making a racist joke. She was actually making fun of the racist to make fun of, you know, thing. right. So she gets on this 12 hour flight from Germany or wherever to, to South Africa. And in the entire time she's on that flight, that tweet. Now she had like zero, not that many followers. She had probably like a dozen followers that were her friends. Mm hmm. By the end, she's got, you know, a couple thousands of followers, and that tweet has been shared, like, over a million times, <laughs> and the woman has lost her job yeah. in between the time she left to the time she lands in South Africa, because everybody found out where she was, you know, where who she worked for, and then targeted her, and then the company eventually fires her and all that stuff, all within a 12-hour span. All because she hit send before really looking at what she has written. And her life was completely ruined. Yeah. But, you know, looking at the post, you can under, you know, in her explanation, you can understand where she was coming from. Well, you know, uh, you know it's, it's, uh, it's kind of true that up until just a couple of years ago, if a comedian told a joke that landed wrong, there would be no apology for it. It's just a joke. But now everyone is so hypersensitive and so, you know, naturally divisive that you can take nearly anything out of context and manipulate it to basically support your contention that somebody is this way simply because of of a joke or a word or something else. Now, in some cases, yes, they may be, you know, racist and filled with hate, but other times it's just about the joke and rather than about the intention or how it hurts. I think uh, even an offensive joke, because I get offended by jokes, but I don't let it bother me because I know that it's just a joke. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, God, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't tell that one. But it has to be well-crafted. If it's a well-crafted, thought-out joke that has some sort of, you know, uh, Make you think moment, sure. In it, uh, for a second, I'll give you credit for it. But if it's some stupid, just one line, I don't know. If you're just saying racist jokes just to say racist jokes, you got to right. you got to make something fun. We don't. I mean, a perfectly good example of this is so you know, Dave Chappelle has had a couple of specials out since COVID, mm-hmm. and in some of these specials, 
you know, he has taken on certain topics topics yeah. that have offended people and they have taken lines out of his monologue that if you took it out of context it may be offensive but placed in a larger perspective and in a larger presentation you realize that it's not that that is not the intention he is maybe emphasizing a point by saying something but out of context it may look something completely different when I hear, you know, you know, Dave Chappelle, I mean, I'm kind of taken aback by how well thought out his his mm. thought process is because he is handling topics that many of us can't figure out how to talk about correctly without offending somebody. Right. And he's done it in a way where you think, huh, that's clever. That's interesting. Well, here's the uh, story uh, about a poll. Do you think people can't just can't take a joke anymore? Or are we constantly offended now because more people joke about stuff that should be off limits? Someone polled 6,000 Americans, and in general, we think people just can't take a joke. But it's a mixed bag. 35% we can't say we can't take a joke anymore. 22% think the real problem is too many jokes about off-color topics. And 31% said both are true. The remaining 13% neither are true or they're not sure because they're, you know, they're they're Sweden. They're the Sweden yeah, of the poll. Yeah, right. They, they don't want to upset anybody. 60, people, six, people pleasers. 68% uh, think they're more likely to be offended than we were a decade ago. Only 12% said less likely. So what are the rules around cracking jokes in 2023? 42% of us think it's never okay to joke about anything people might find offensive. Okay. Yeah. That's well, pretty that's, much anything. That's so you exactly. Can't have, you can't have laugh and have talk because even a dad joke could be offensive in a way. Sure. You know, even a like, a, you know, why did the why did the mushroom uh, or why did the mushroom mushroom go to the party? I don't know why did the mushroom go to the party because he was a fun guy, right? Why did the mushroom leave the party? Well, I don't know why did he leave the party. Why did the fun guy leave the party? Because there wasn't mushroom. Okay. So. <laughs> It's a dumb joke, but it's think a great about one, though. you could offend people yeah. who are gardeners who grow mushrooms and 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 harvest them, or you could offend uh, sure any number of people who maybe they have foot fungus and they get upset about that. Right. Well, you know, some people uh, have a hard time you know wrapping their heads around this, but you know, a way you know one of the ways where a lot of people kind of uh, work their way through terrific, uh, terrifically horrible times, yeah, is to make jokes. You know, dark humor sometimes allows us to start actually processing the things in our life that are well, you know, bad you and know. painful. I mean, you know, humor is actually a very important thing that we have. Denying humor simply because it may offend somebody yeah. isn't exactly a productive way of dealing with stuff. It's it, to me, it's a way of not dealing with it. Right, and we and we we had this discussion back with the submarine back in the the beginning of July or end of June, whenever that happened there. Right, where you know there were people out there going, "Oh my God, I can't believe you're making sub jokes." It's not that. You don't care that somebody lost their life because whether you made a dumb decision or not, a life is still a life lost is still a life lost. Sure. And there's people who grieve over that. And whether you know, you might still again, you might have an issue with the way they went about this trip and blew their money in just because they're rich. But I still don't think people deserve to die just because they they make stupid decisions sometimes. Right. Uh, but. Making jokes about tragedy like that, as you just said, 
it helps you process the horrific details of what actually happened to those human beings. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a horrible, horrible thing to think about. Of course. 9-11, horrible, horrible thing to think about. Absolutely. So when people start making jokes about those things, it's to ease the pain of trying to block out what what actually just happened. It, it, that's exactly yeah. the way it is. You, you, it, like some people will tell you, you can't really start healing from any tragic uh, situation in your life unless you get to the point where you can start laughing about it or or making fun of it yeah. you know the, the whole thing you know we're gonna laugh about this one day well there's something to be said about that because once you're able to see things for the ironic aspects of it no matter how tragic or painful that may be that's the way you process right. and heal and here's the interesting thing you know, i just said that 42 percent of us think it's never okay to joke about anything people might find offensive now even though young people are called snowflakes a lot Boomers were the, actually the ones to more likely agree with that. You're right about that. Although, you know, I think, uh, you know, a lot of the boomers have kind of passed that on from like a generation yeah. or more. Like maybe have skipped, like that kind of selective outrage may have skipped generations. Uh, 38% of us think any topic is okay to joke about, but only, but half of those people say, it depends on the spirit of the joke and whether it's funny or not. I think that I agree with that to I an would, extent. I would think that is true, but I think the other consideration has to be you have to know the audience in the room you're in. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah but 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 that should be also a, a part of that. You right. know, you, I agree. Everything should be up for grabs. But if you're going to tell certain jokes in a certain place with a certain yeah. group of people. You have to be ready to handle well, the consequences of that joke. And I told you, I got that uh, that feedback from that Mary uh, Lynn Raskob, the one from 24 that was at yeah. the uh, Loft Comedy Club that I opened for. So I had this joke that's uh, a bit uncouth, if yeah. you will. And uh, it didn't go over in the first show. And it happened at the same time, the same thing that happened the last time I did a show. It didn't go over the first crowd. But then, you know, once you get the drunk people in there, people, you know, oiled up a little bit, it went over the second time. But she also said to me, it's a very funny joke. The problem is it's coming from you. And what she meant by that was it was a joke about something that females would be jo- would be more apt to joke about than, sure. than, than a male. And I think that's where, and she was right about that. Again, it's not about, the material. How much did you pay you for the joke? Huh? How much did she pay you for the joke? Uh, five bucks. <laughs> I think I got ripped off. No, you got ripped off. But it's not about that the joke wasn't funny. It just wasn't funny coming from the source it was coming to. And just like you said, you have to know your audience. Yeah. It's a, it's a lesson learning thing. Okay? You just don't tell that joke yeah. again. Or Even though know, I really tried to make it work. But on the other hand, as a comedian, you know, if you have a great joke concept... If you work on that joke long enough, right? If you figure out the, the the code behind that joke, then it can be told in a way that would be funny, even if it does come from you, right? Louis C.K. is a perfectly good example of a guy that has figured out how to do that in a lot of material. You know, he covers certain topics, and he'll he'll do it in a way that even though what's coming from him, he makes it makes it land. Now, I wouldn't go backstage with him while he's sitting on a couch. But nevertheless, if you want a guy who can craft a joke, 
there's a guy who can do it. Yeah. He's also the kind of guy that you probably wouldn't invite over and leave your daughter alone with him for a few hours. No, no, of yeah. course not. But yeah. if you're looking to laugh. You separate the art from the artist. You have to. I mean, uh, yeah, you could. He, you know what? Yes, he might be a habitual uh, masturbator, but his jokes are out of this world. <laughs> but that guy can kill a room. <laughs> it's 824 <laughs> with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.30 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be a really nice day today. Sunny and a high of 77 tomorrow. Sunny and a high of 80. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Gary Rome is going to be here in just a couple of minutes for the uh, Hyundai Salute to Heroes is uh, coming up. We're going to talk all about that and some other dog, stuff too. Is the dog here? Do you I, see don't, the dog? I, don't, I don't see the dog. Oh, come on. I he, like doesn't, he, he doesn't have to bring the dog everywhere. I mean, he's... But we like dogs, and I like the dog. I know it's a good dog. Uh, the dog is the the dog is the the, the meat and potatoes. Of that business. <laughs> Do you know the dog is doing the numbers back there? Yeah, the, the dog's got the best uh, commission rate. Yeah, he's going, isn't he? he got those little accounting hats with a pencil in his uh, in his ear. Yeah, well, under his ear. Keeps getting voted as the employee of the year. Yeah. I think, I think the, uh, the cards are stacked again. Yeah, we'll have to ask him about that when he comes in here. Uh, we have news coming up next to Rock 102. People here are raving about QC Kinetics and how regenerative medicine has changed their life. People like Helen, an avid mountain climber who got sidelined when an accident left her knees in constant pain. I was not able to train or do really anything on my knee. Helen was told surgery would be her only option. But then she found QC Kinetics and was treated with natural biologics designed to repair and restore tissue in her knees. Three months later, she was climbing the highest mountain in North America. I got a very quick resolution to my pain. I began treatment in March, and I summited Denali June the 7th. It was super successful, and I recommend everyone seek out QC Kinetics as an alternative to surgery. Get your life back with lasting results. No surgery, no drugs, no downtime. Call QC Kinetics today. Call QC Kinetics, 413-992-5450. That's 413-992-5450. 413-992-5450. That's 413-992-5450. 413-992-5450. Yeah, there's nothing better than the sound of Dunkin' Ice. Yeah, the ice cubes colliding with one another as you shake and swirl them around in the cup. Actually, mine's already melted because I've drank it so fast and then all the ice is gone. Yeah, now you don't have that shaking action. No, but I want to get some more. But normally it's music to your ears. It's better than music because you can drink it. That's right. Uh, I would uh, take this uh, cup full of ice uh, if I had you know more ice in here, which I will go get later, and uh, walk down the hall so people know I'm coming. Mm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of like putting a bell around your neck. Yeah, like a little doggy. Yeah, try all the Dunkin' refreshers, iced coffees, cold brews, and lattes. America runs on Dunkin'. Is it National Dalmatian Day? It's National Chili Dog Day. No, wait, it's National Walk on the Beach Day. Hey, it's Pat Kelly. Join me weekdays at 315 for National What Day? Could be Pina Colada Day, could be Pickleball Day. National What Day? Weekdays at 315. Brought to you by your Western Mass Hyundai dealers. There's never been a better time to test drive that Hyundai you've always wanted. It's your journey. Own every mile in a brand new Hyundai. Visit buyhyundai.com today. 833 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, did you did you see the multi-town police chase yesterday? I didn't. Uh, I saw the pictures. I uh, I know someone who uh, who was a witness to the Chicopee end of it. Quite a quite an ordeal. Another Western Mass chase brought police from one city to another. This time, when a suspect led Holyoke police to Chicopee on 
Tuesday afternoon. afternoon. Carlos Principe. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. P-R-I-N-C-I-P-E. Like recipe, but principe. Right. Yeah. Was charged with two counts of failing to stop for police. Two counts of operating a motor vehicle to endanger assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. Operation after a suspension of license. Defective equipment leaving the scene of property damage and possession of a Class B drug. That's the one he's fighting. I hope you know that this will go down, down on your, your permanent, permanent record. record. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Principe, uh, known to police to have a suspended license, was found by Holyoke police driving in a blue Nissan Altima on Tuesday morning. Holyoke Police Lieutenant John Monahan told the news station uh, officers tried to stop him, but Principe sped off and led police on a chase before it was determined to be too dangerous to continue. Police again attempted to stop him in Wilbraham, where he was spotted in the same car. That chase ended when it was also deemed too dangerous to follow him. By 12.40 p.m., Prince Bay was uh, seen driving around Holyoke again, prompting a third pursuit. Prince Bay hit an unmarked police cruiser before giving chase and fled into Chicopee, the news station reported. Then he reportedly hit another car, <laughs> a Holyoke police cruiser in the area of Groton and Memorial Avenue. Uh, Prince Bay and a passenger in the car both ran away before they were found and arrested by police. Tuesday's chase followed a similar situation on Monday when a Chicopee man led police on a chase before crashing in Springfield. That man, Christopher Caballero, was charged with a number of plate violations to conceal his identity, failing to stop for police driving an unsure, uninsured motor vehicle, speeding, operating a motor vehicle with a suspended license, mm-hmm. the reckless operation of a motor vehicle, marked lanes violation, driving an unregistered motor vehicle, refusing to identify himself, resisting arrest, and trafficking over 10 grams of fentanyl and possessing it dis- uh, to distribute a Class B drug. Now, what most people would say <laughs> that this guy... Uh, might be stupid, yeah. You know, because I mean, you're on a car, you're on a you know police chase in hot pursuit, multiple towns. You got to give him at least a little bit of credit, and I'll tell you why. The Nissan Altima has great fuel economy. Mm-hmm. You can get 34 miles per gallon highway, 25 to 27 uh, city. You know what? That's a pretty fuel efficient uh, uh, car, as far as I'm concerned. He picked the right one for his escape. I would think that. Uh that is very good reliability. I'm sure Mike Quincy will have that. In if his next if Quincy were on the phone right now, he'd be telling us, you know, the Nissan Altima is a, a great car to go in a multi-town police chase. Mike uh, Mike actually is uh, considering uh, working for the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge yeah. as a professor in uh, how to... Automotive studies. What's the best way to escape from police? See, I think there's so many things about driving a car mm-hmm. that that can be its own separate curriculum. In the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. you, you know automotive uh, education. Think, I think uh, Quincy would be the perfect guy to teach it. Hindus are asking for an apology after discovering Baskin-Robbins ice cream flavor Rocky Road may contain beef gelatin. Uh, according to the president of Universal Society of Hinduism, uh, Raman Zed. Zed explained uh, in a statement in Nevada that it was shocking for Hindus to learn that the popular Rocky Road, which they had been eating for years, contained beef, while beef was not explicitly mentioned under the ingredients listed in the packages or boxes. Uh, gelatin is made from partial hydrolysis of collagen, uh, which comes from hides, connective tissue, and or bones of cattle and swine. Gelatin is also used to make marshmallow, one of the key ingredients in Rocky Road ice cream. Okay, but how... I mean, if you're privy to knowing 
I don't read the ingredients of something if I know a common item is in that and has the ingredient that yeah. I can't eat. So why would you not think that marshmallows didn't have the gelatin like all other marshmallows do? It's a good question, but I would think that. Uh, but I would think that if you're eating Rocky Road, you're you're you know that there's marshmallows inside of it, right? Yeah. So. I'm going to guess, and I'm, I'm not Hindu, so I, I can't say this for sure. There's probably a pamphlet or a brochure which lets everybody know what kind of things they are restricted from eating to uh, to be uh, faithful to their uh, to their religion. Do they have a list of Hindus and Hindons when they, uh, when they I, have I, a list of items they can't eat? I don't see why not. Cow traditionally holds an emotional place in a family, as pets do, just as we do not kill our pet dogs for food. Hindus do not kill cows for feeding themselves. Uh, again, I, I I don't have an issue with somebody's faith or, you know, that's what they believe and that's what they want to do. But how did you not know that marshmallows didn't have the gelatin in them? That's, that's probably one of the... There's I, not there's not that many organic mar, uh, organic marshmallows out no, they, there. No, they don't grow in nature. Um, but th- there are marshmallows that are vegan marshmallows mm-hmm. that taste like garbage. I had a yeah. kid in my house who wanted to eat nothing but vegetables, which was weird. Uh, right. But but I had to buy these marshmallows that were like three dollars more than a regular bag of marshmallows because they didn't have the gelatin in them. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't go vegan. Under Baskin Robbins nutrition information and allergen section for their Rocky Road ice cream, gelatin is listed for the ice cream's marshmallows, but it does not close what the gelatin is made of. But again, if you know that gelatin is in there and yeah, knowing you, that most of it is probably made from a beef product, then you don't need it. Baskin, yeah. Baskin Robbins did not respond for comment, along with an apology. Zed is requesting that Inspire Brand CEO Paul Brown, of which Baskin Robbins is a part, Recall all Rocky Road packages and boxes containing gelatin where source of gelatin was not clearly mentioned and later replaced these boxes with uh, which markedly uh, declared source of gelatin under the ingredients label. That's a big ask. That's a huge ask. You know what? At some point, people are going to eat all the Rocky Road and you'll just, you know, add more Rocky Road into uh, into the marketplace. It's going to wind up phasing itself out. Yeah. Baskin Robbins was founded in 1945 and currently has more than 2,400 locations in the U.S., which sells more than 1,400 flavors. Uh, the business is headquartered in Canton, Massachusetts. I didn't know they were here. They were a Massachusetts-based company. Um, I think I did know that. Why don't we have more of them here then? Well, for a while, if you recall, wasn't there like a? Well, yeah, the one in 16 Acres was a Dunkin'. It was Donuts like a Dunkin'. Ba- a- the, the one in East Lomitov was for a while too. Okay, yeah, I didn't know that, but uh, yeah. So, what happened to the Baskin Robbins stores? I don't know. I, I for the life of me, I don't uh, really understand it. Because I do see them down south. You, when you go down south, they're all over the place. It's just weird that they're not around here. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Same reason I don't really understand why ice cream shops go out of uh, you know go on on sabbatical after the summer's over. Well, because I, 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 I eat ice cream like twelve months out of the year. Yes, I know you do, but you don't. Running a small business is hard enough as it is, and you try to get people in there, try to get people to to work there all year long, and only have one customer a day. That well, doesn't really weigh out for uh, you know. Well, you know, if uh, if you're ramping up your game in the in the in the uh, the ice cream industry, you know that it won't be just one 
customer a day. You should have customers in there all the time. Yeah. Ice cream is just as delicious in February as it is in July. It is, but there's something about July that makes it just that much better when you have temperatures in the, you know, 90s. Makes it taste better. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, I, I, I love it all year long. Yeah, you, I know you can sit there. Uh, what do you put on it? Like a heat lamp or something and just sit under it and uh, and eat the ice cream? No, I, I just, I, even if it's, I'll eat ice cream in a cold room. I don't care. Would you go outside in sub-zero temperatures and eat ice cream? Hell yes. Why? Because I love ice cream. Yeah, see, I'm uh, I'm not on that I'm not on that bandwagon. Really? I'll eat ice cream if I'm like in a restaurant or something like that, but I'm not going to specifically go out and buy ice cream during the coldest months of the year. I will. Why not? Because yeah, you want something warm like a brownie or an apple pie or uh, some sort of uh, flambe. Do something you eat, warm? Do you eat hot foods in the summertime? Sometimes. Now, what's the difference? Well, I don't like piping hot food in the summertime. Well, okay, so you want things just lukewarm? You know what I made yesterday? What? Smoked chicken on the pellet grill. I did it uh, for two and a half hours at 250 degrees. Okay. And then cranked the heat up to 350 for 30 minutes, and it was perfect. Real banging, huh? Real banging. I put that uh, Kinder's, uh, Costco sells it. Kinder's, uh, this one was a caramelized onion seasoning. Ooh, that sounds good. Olive oil in that, and you just throw it on the grill and let it go. I'll be damned. That and sounds delicious. It was, uh, the whole thing was destroyed. Five pound chicken, gone. Oh, because you ate it. Like it didn't like burn. Or, you Me know. and my kid and her friend ate it because oh. her friend was over yesterday. There, so, uh, just the vegan kid? No, no, no. Not, no, the vegan No, the vegan kid's uh, not around right now. No, packing down marshmallows left and right. Well, that's what it is. Secretly uh, shoving marshmallows. <laughs> I'm going to eat these marshmallows. I don't want anybody to know. They're so good. Yeah. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, going to be uh, sunny, nice, with a high of 77. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 80. It is uh, 58 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. We're headed bark to... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 851. <laughs> and uh, Bush with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be a really nice day today. Sunny and a high of 77. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 80. It is 59 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Gary Rome is in the studio, but frankly, I'm having more fun with the dog. No offense to you, Gary. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I understand. It's all about the dog. <laughs> yeah, well, it, is wind- it does wind up being a lot about the dog. Now which, now, which one is this one? This is our new puppy. This is Wynn, W-Y-N-N, yes. All right. So it's male, female? Male. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful dog. Thank you. Thank you. These Vishlas are great pups. They, they really are cool dogs. They are. Yeah. Do you, do you offer packages uh, like uh, you know, like covers, like seat covers for the for the car, so you don't get the dog hair all over the back of the car? <laughs> Not yet, but that's a good idea. Yeah, I'm yeah, telling hey, you. Well, the Vishlas don't shed, so we don't have that problem. You can do that. the yeah. pet package. That's right. Yeah. I'm, Listen, I'm giving you all ideas. Well, we are opening up a car wash, dog wash detail center. Oh, look at this. Look at yeah, this guy. Gary's got yeah, going I'm on. I'm going with it. Yeah. So the reason you're here, uh, Hyundai Salute to Heroes, we've had you in, in the past uh, yes. about this. Tell yep. us, uh, for people that may not know, tell us about what the uh, Salute to Heroes is all yeah, about. The Western Mass Hyundai dealers were doing it again for the third time. The response was fantastic before, so we're excited to do our part and build a stronger community. And we're going to give away another brand new 2024 Tucson to a lucky winner. Now there's a uh, there's a vetting process. Yes. Uh, yeah. Obviously, you yeah. have to nominate somebody. Right. 
Yeah. You could nominate yourself, although if you're nominating yourself, I would automatically take you out of contention. That's just me. I, I'm yeah. not a judge, but 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 if someone is, but if somebody wanted to nominate uh, somebody for this, what kind of criteria is out there for nomination? Well, you can go to HyundaiSaluteTheHeroes.com to nominate someone. Uh, if you've nominated someone in the past and they haven't won, feel free to nominate them again. But we're looking for an everyday hero. It can be a police officer, uh, a healthcare worker, or a firefighter, but it doesn't have to be. It could be a coach or someone who's made an impact on somebody's life, or somebody who helped somebody through a difficult time. Right, because last year the uh, the winner was uh, Bob, the, was bike Bob the Bike Man Charlotte, who, right. who does uh, Pedal Through Youth, which, exactly. uh, you know, yeah. obviously a very deserving guy for, yeah. for a, a, right. a prize like that. Right. Um, how, the, the response, though, from the community is pretty huge on this. The response too. has been great. We re- Last year and the year before, we received over 500 nominations. Wow. We expect to uh, to receive just as many, if not a few more, this year. You know, now, I think I'm I'm out of the running, uh, you know, because you know we have this relationship with uh, you and and Rock 102. But I think I would be a hero. I I once saved a Cumberland Farms. Did you know that? <laughs> from what? Uh, from, from a, a robbery. A, 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 a terrorist. I, I, right. I walked into a Cumberland Farms as it was uh, being robbed, which I didn't know it was being robbed, and uh, and and the robber ran away because I walked in. Wouldn't you run yeah, away yeah, if I walked in? It's very selfless of you to, to <laughs> right, sacrifice right. yourself yeah. like that. <laughs> nah, I, don't, I, I think I think a new Tucson would be. A, I don't a know. I, for I, that. I think the, oh, the free coffee for a year was enough milking of that uh, situation. <laughs> yes, but now that he knows this information of what a grand uh, person yeah. I am, you should just give me a Tucson. We'll come in and see me. We'll figure. We'll All work right, we'll, we'll work something out. So, yeah. I mean, you, this is a, this I think is a, like an important component to this because whenever you give away a prize of a certain dollar figure there's always some fees and taxes and all that other stuff but one of the cool things about this uh situation are all that stuff is taken care of that's right the western mass hyundai dealers are going to pay the sales tax and a registration so when you win this 2024 Hyundai Tucson SEL with the convenience package, which sells for sounds like a commercial, which sells for <laughs> over which 30, is not something you're known for, no, which no. sells for over thirty five thousand dollars <laughs> to the lucky winner. What's the interest rate on that? Uh, free. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, even better. That's the best kind of but interest rate. It, but it's got it's got to be hard picking out uh, people who because there's probably so many deserving people there throughout are. the area. How do we narrow that down? To- well, we've had some outstanding judges in the past and and uh, we're going to identify three community leaders and they're going to go through the vetting process and they're going to pick the winner. Okay. All right. This is uh, Gary Rome in the studio. Of course, uh, the Hyundai Salute to Heroes, the uh, the website is again hyundaisalutetoheroes.com. Right. If you have somebody in mind, they're talking like like 300 words or yeah, so. 300 words be as descriptive as possible. Short is not sweeter, right? And the nomination period is already open, and it's going to end on August 27th. So uh, hurry up and uh, nominate your everyday local hero. And the winner is announced when? The week of October 2nd, we'll announce the winner. So you got some, you got some time to go through five or six hundred entries. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You'll need the time. Yeah. Yeah. Gary, it's good to see you again. You uh, too. Uh, yeah. Hyundai Salute to Heroes dot com. Again, uh, you have until just August 27th. August 27th. Very All good. Right. Thanks for coming. Gary Rom, good to Thank see you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's 857 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on your back. Heck, they make the Rock 102 shirts that we wear and give out to you at events. Find them online at ggings.com. ggings.com. Visit the 99 restaurants the day after the Red Sox win, and 99 Rewards members get a free kid's meal with every adult entree purchase. The 99 Restaurant, the official family restaurant of the Boston Red Sox. This tax-free weekend, 
head to Allied Flooring Paint and Design 